Welcome to the Difference Podcast, a safe space for real and raw conversations. In today's episode, I will be having a conversation with Lifika Masala, and we will be talking about mental health, particularly male mental health. The reason why I felt like it was important to have this conversation is to raise awareness around mental health and also break the stigma around males being vocal about how they truly feel. Um, I chose Lifika Masala particularly for him to share his experience with regards to mental health. I really do hope that you listen until the end and you find this conversation very informative because I believe that it's a powerful and vulnerable conversation. Please do follow me at the difference underscore BW and enjoy. Hi Lifika. Hello, Mata. How are you? I'm okay. And you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, great to hear that. So, uh, thank you for having me on your podcast, eh? Aww, you're, <laughs> you're most welcome. Yeah, it's an honor. Um, yeah. Both you and I have had our fair share of mental health issues, Um. I think this is why I'm having you in the podcast today, because I wanted to hear yeah. about mental health from a male's perspective. Um, yeah. So from your knowledge or understanding, do you think that males really understand mental health and do they really um, take steps towards not necessarily improving, but taking care of their mental health? Well, okay. I I think the vast majority of them don't know what mental health is or they are just deciding to be ignorant about the whole thing mm. because of this whole narrative of being, like, being a real man. You know, this thing of toxic masculinity. As a man, you're expected to uphold certain characteristics or personality traits mm. you know you are strong to not be emotional to not express your emotions all those things mm. to run off to alcohol when you yeah. have problems all these things or to run off to like anything that is going to disturb your not disturb but anything that you can use as, as a distraction yeah instead of with, with the issue with the issue in hand and uh some are aware of it, especially in this time and era we're living in, where I guess it's safe to say many people are willing to learn about certain stuff like uh, mental health, anxiety, depression, all this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a rare topic amongst men themselves. Uh, okay. So because you are here today on the podcast, uh, willing yeah. to have a conversation about mental health and your personal experience with mental health, how does yeah. it make you feel? How does it make me feel? Yes. To openly speak about mental health. I and your personal experience that... with mental health. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's something that's pretty normal to me to mm. be to to open up about my issues because 
I mean, I've always been vocal about my issues. Well, not true. Uh, I would say to my female friends. Yes, yes, wait. to my female <laughs> friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I find it very hard to open up to my boys about my issues and all because, you know, sometimes they, I just feel like they are pressing things off or it's just a matter, a matter of, ah, come on, dude, get over it, you know, those kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, one thing about me is that I hate being, 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 being put uh, in that position where people are being nonchalant when you're trying to communicate. Yes, 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 yes. You know, yeah, being, being misunderstood and just not being listened to, you know, because mm-hmm. there's listening to, yeah, there's listening to, to, to respond and then there's listening to understand someone's position, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like with, with 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 guys, it's a matter of just oh, okay, I hear you. Ah, let's go drink, my boy. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's get another girl. Hey, you know this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's always a quick fix with them, but besides that, uh, I I find it easy also to open up to my female friends also because I don't feel judged, you know. Yeah. I'm able to express myself without feeling like i'm a, i'm a weak person or i'm a weak guy mm. or i'm not or i'm not men enough all this kind of stuff yeah yeah so yeah it's nothing me me being here talking about that because i talk a, a lot about it yeah i i just want to say shout out to females because i've been seeing this post that has been going viral about men not being able to open up to females because they mm. use it against them at a later stage. Yeah. But with this post, the context was within relationships. Yeah. There are so many things that men can go above and beyond to pursue, right? With that being said, why can't men exercise the options that are given to them? Because there's so many options okay. that men have. There's counseling, you understand. There's yeah. also situations whereby you 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 really want to express yourself, but your partner doesn't really vibe with that, or they use whatever you're saying to to them against you later. Why don't yeah. men go above and beyond to remove themselves from such situations or to use the options that are given to them? What do you think is the real problem? Because Assumption. we really can't, we really can't be using this whole um, narrative of not being able to express ourselves to partners as an excuse mm. not to take care of your mental health. Yeah, mm. I guess it's a, it's an issue of perception. Okay. Like, yeah, no one wants to be viewed as. As 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 weak or as not being man enough and all. Besides that, I also think sometimes females can be a problem because when you're in a relationship and sometimes you open up to someone about whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's panic attacks or having an episode of depression, most most I'm saying most mm-hmm. most girls to 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 use it against us, like in the sense that 
ah, if he gets such a crying baby, like, you know, he can't handle his own stuff, he can't handle his own issues, you know? Oh, mm. uh, like, I want someone strong enough so I can, someone I can, I know I can rely on when I'm low. So, how am I going to be able to do that or exercise that right when I'm the one who has to provide the shoulder to cry on, all this kind of stuff, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. To some extent, but sometimes you're lucky. You can come across someone who relates to what you are going through. Mm. Yeah. Like myself, for instance, I have been with someone who uh, I was able to open up to them. Mm. I think that's, yeah, just judging on the level of maturity. Also, that person could relate to what I was talking about because they also had their own issues, you know. Um, I'm 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 thankful for that answer because I do feel like in as much as I can sit here and try to defend female, yeah. um, the experience yeah. is quite different, right? With male mm. and female relations. And also I can sit here and just say to you, why don't you leave that person or why don't you try other alternatives? But you know, once something puts a dent on your confidence, it's quite difficult to mm. to move away from that self-doubt or self-loathing. You understand? When somebody tells you, Corey, mm. you're not mm. men enough, it's kind of difficult to yeah. then associate with the things that this person was trying to take you out of. Yeah. Yeah. So I truly, mm. I truly understand yeah, yeah. what what you're saying yeah. so let's talk about okay, your... you're sort of gonna... huh okay Karapi, you're sort of gonna like seek for validation from the very same person who told you oh, you're not man enough at all it's like you have to prove something to them yeah to change that perspective of them too yeah that's so true even besides it being gender related i feel like yeah the people who hurt us the most are the people yeah. we try to prove the most to very and the ones we try to impress the most yeah 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 we forget about the ones who can or <laughs> i can that's actually very true yeah. um yeah so let's talk about your anxiety experience i have yeah. this narrative that your anxiety started in third year i'm not i'm not sure if i'm correct or wrong so you'll correct me right from five from five yeah from five yeah. For real. Then I then I didn't know what, what, what was going on with me. But yeah, I would say from five. Okay. Okay. I, I, I had <laughs> I can tell you <laughs> I, I like for the longest time that I've known you from like first year, second year, yeah. you were really the most confident not necessarily the most confident person, but you were sure about yourself. Like you were sure I'm I enjoy this course. You know, yeah. I can do this. You you were sure of the content yeah. because you know I never really felt any form of anxiety from you. But what do you think mm. really triggered that anxiety? And I want you to be very <laughs> honest. Be honest. Yes. Um, I think it came from. My pursuit of excellence. Mm-hmm. I want to believe so. Yeah, I want to believe it came from my pursuit of excellence because I started feeling weird when I was doing Form 5. Yeah. 
second time around second time yeah just started feeling weird out sometimes have to go out of class get a breather and then get back inside it's a pt in high school you, like you're not given the freedom to just walk away from a class and all yeah. like it would be a big issue yeah but i started expressing those things those weird feelings nyana and i think it was issue or like i said pursuit of excellence you know like i've always been uh not to <laughs> how do i say this <laughs> I, okay here's the thing yeah, i've always been, <laughs> i've always been a, a high achiever yeah. yeah in terms of in terms of academics mostly mm-hmm. yeah i've always been a high achiever yeah like i've never had to struggle with anything yes when never to struggle with anything. Mm. yes so when i went to do my form 4 and or no form 3 form 3 yeah Yeah, I went to write my exams with so much confidence and all. Mm. Even made it to the Yeah, even made it to the top 25 mm. of the country's the students and all. Yeah. At the time. Mm. Yeah. So when I went into form 4, now the pressure's on. Okay, I got to get these many A stars, you know, go abroad, study abroad. Mm-hmm. With Cambridge University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I can. So it all started then. I can. Yeah. So it all started. Yeah. So it all started then, and I just started feeling weird. At the time, though, I did not know what was going on with me. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on with me. I just, I just saw it as, as as being afraid of exams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then. Ah, when don't read my exam, I obviously did not get the marks I the grades I had, I had expected or had wanted. Mm. But yeah, okay, I cried a lot at that time. But yeah. I moved on. Yeah. I moved on. It's a good thing to Yeah. Cry. And very important to cry. Huh? It's very important to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. Then fast forward to first year. First year was just fine. I was excited to do this course that no. I really wanted to do. You know, mm. <laughs> yeah. Like ah, no struggles. Like even I would hear people saying, "Here, this many people filled this paper and whatever, whatever." <laughs> and I would just be just like, "Yeah, whatever." They are not me, you know. Exactly. And mm. came second year. First semester, there I am also on top of my game, mm-hmm. just doing fine. And then second semester, second year, when we were doing our first case study, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that is when things started to go south, south a bit. Oh, but I again, at that point, now I remember. Yes, yes. All those times you'd see me go at the studying and all sometimes. Sometimes I moved to the library. Sometimes, like I was always all over the I place, remember. not knowing what to do. Or... Even the night before, hey, because we were yeah. studying at Bifem the night before the exam, and you were asking me, "Where you there?" ABC. Hey, you and Mpo were asking me a question about ABC. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yo, that night it was a terrible night. Yeah. <laughs> I think I slept like four hours or so because hey. I couldn't sleep at night. 
But you told me <laughs> when you actually went to write the exam, you were quite confident. Uh, you know, the thing with me is, like, I can feel very, very anxious about something, mm. especially when it's something big or something that I really care about. Mm. Yeah. But, like, I'd get panic attacks, have just pains, mm. you know, throw up. Cause, hey, one thing about me is, nah, I throw up whenever I'm having a panic mm. attack. Yeah, but the moment I say, for instance, it's a panic attack about an exam and yeah. all, I would feel very uncomfortable, like days towards it, even hours before that thing happens. But the moment I walk into the exam room, I just declare war. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I declare war. I just put my feelings aside and just get the job done. Just, just get on my. Yeah, mm. that you know, or if it's a because if 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 it's a whether it's uh taekwondo grading or tournament or whatever, like the moment I step into the ring, I'm just I loosen up, yeah. you know, because I know I have to get the job done, and yeah. Problem is in is with preparations. Uh, I understand. Yeah. You know, I, like I fully yeah. understand what you were saying because. I feel like when you get to senior school, now the pressure becomes real because that's where a lot of uh, things pop up. Like, what are you going to become in the future? You know, how are you going to get there? You know, people who Mm -hmm. go abroad are seen as the creme, de la creme, you know? And because there's always that overhype of getting A stars and going abroad, you know, you understand what I'm saying? And I felt, I I didn't actually feel that, I felt that pressure, but it didn't actually affect me a lot, right? Um, So when I got my, my, my five results, they were not as expected, but you, you can imagine when you get bull, 89, 88, 86, yeah. how that really made me feel because I felt like it was just like imagine uh, towards getting an A star. So walking yeah. into BAC, I don't know, man. On my first year, I had my challenges, my own personal challenges, but academically, it wasn't really a big thing. You understand? Like, I was just really excited to start my year to do my thing. And then second year, yeah. I think everything fell apart second year now. When, you know, that P1 yeah. paper, where they overhyped yeah. it. They said it was difficult. It's the one that separates boys from yeah. men. <laughs> you know? Um, at the time, also, yeah. that was met with personal image issues where people really started making comments on my personal image, you know, that I'm skinny and stuff like that. So I felt like I needed to overcompensate for my lack of physical appearance with Ah, excelling academically. Yeah. Then that's when all things fell apart, honestly. That's when I, that was the, Biggest, I, I, even today, 
I don't think I, I could possibly ever feel like that in my life because that was the most excruciating experience of my life because I also didn't understand what was going on. And I think the other thing is that I was trying to block the feelings, which made them even more mm. strong. You understand? The yeah. good thing... Yeah, you're not allowing yourself to Yes. The good thing about that experience, though, is that mm. I, that's the point in my life where I met my life coach. Ah, ever since then, boy. Mm-hmm. Ever since <laughs> then, no matter. You know, I do still have mm. challenges, but I I understand that, you know, I am also valuable. There's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I've been put in, on this earth. And yeah, there's value that I bring. Mm. You. We've digressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that part. Like, I relate a lot to that. I remember just not so long ago, I was telling a friend where uh, I actually made a drunk call to some girl. So I was telling her where I always felt the need to overcompensate, a term you used, Mm. overcompensate for, 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 for where I like through through achievements, yeah. you know, like because I also have, I also have a lot of deep self image issues, mm. you know, self esteem issues. Yes, and I try to fill that void that the the, the traumas I've been through yeah. by achieving mm. high, you know, by excellence, by success. Mm. Although it doesn't work, but it's a temporary fix, but it doesn't yeah. work, yeah. And it doesn't work, but it's still something that I do, even up to mm. now. So, yeah. I want you to... Yeah. This whole experience, the anxiety experience, I want you to tell me how it has altered your life. When you look at yourself before and after, but I also, because you already mentioned... Um, the confidence that you had and then now because of excellence you know um, yeah. you started having anxieties but this time I want you to speak of something positive how has it positively altered your life <laughs> something positive mm. <laughs> ah ah what I guess the one positive <laughs> okay <laughs> I really I really want to answer that question I think for, you. Yeah. for me you <laughs> what a question <laughs> yeah. it's a difficult one uh, you know if, 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 yeah if you could have said negative I could have like jotted down a long list but positives mm. positives of having anxiety dealing with what i've been through not necessarily think... having anxiety but it's how, yeah. like how has it pos- what positives has it brought the whole experience of going through anxiety realizing you have anxiety all of that depression is... okay uh, i'd say the one thing it has made me realize is that I somehow I, I, I somehow 
can and will always find a way to get back up on mm. my feet. Cause, yeah, because the one thing with anxiety is that it can can make you feel like an idiot. Like you, you, uh, for instance, you know that you have you have work to do, mm. and because sometimes, like you, 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 you want everything to be perfect. Mm. You start feeling uncomfortable, feeling anxious, and all getting those attacks. Yeah, you know, I and then yeah, thing with me is I sometimes when I when I when I feel mm. an attack coming coming up, I put aside everything I'm doing. If it's studying I'm doing and I feel an attack coming, I put it. I put my books away so that just to avoid it, yeah. you know. Just to yeah. avoid it. And then with that is you'd say, okay, I don't think I'm in the best state to study. So you put it, you put mm-hmm. away your books and then you'd be like, okay, I'll do this tomorrow. And tomorrow comes. Tomorrow now you're starting to feel anxious. Oh, this, wish I could have oh, done this yesterday, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, like I I I had a rough academic year mm-hmm. last year. Like, yeah, really rough, and I was struggling. Mm. Yeah. You're I'm getting emotional. I was really struggling last yeah. year, and there was a point where I decided to put my books aside for like a month or yeah. two. And the, the hardest part about that was that I did not want to miss out on writing my last paper with each and every one of mm. my mates, you know, the whole experience of it. And I just had to do it because I felt that I was not in the right state of mind to focus on school. So not so long ago, I ended up managing to write the paper, which was a lonely process because now everyone is done with school and they're always posting on their statuses, having fun and whatever, whatever. And yeah, I'm having to go to the library to study, sometimes having to study mm. during the night when everyone is having fun out there, you know? But so it was a long It was COVID. Where process, were they but having fun? Like I said, Way. And it's COVID. <laughs> uh, but anyway. As if it's having fun. <laughs> As if it's stopping people from having fun. Yeah. But mm. <laughs> like I'm saying, you get that for me. I, I understand. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a lonely process. But like I said, I still managed to, 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 to get back up on my feet mm. and go after my, my, my plans, go after my goals. So I'd say the positive about this whole thing is that it has actually taught me that I'm actually stronger yeah. than I think. I'm actually think because I'm always able to bounce mm-hmm. back, regardless of the situation in front of me. You know? No, but I, I, I'm like I'm yeah. really proud and I'm happy for the fact that you brought up, um, the whole taking time to really get yourself back yeah. together. Because usually when people go through things yeah. like these. The first thing that pops yeah. into someone's mind is like, no, push through, push through, push through. You understand? And sometimes pushing through yeah. 
requires a lot lot more effort and energy that you don't have number one number two is like this this whole stigma um around taking a break from things it's like you know you're not focused and yeah. stuff like that but having this conversation <laughs> you'll get some people saying you're just making up excuses hey, for your laziness you know yeah. but having conversations uh it's very important because yeah. even though you took some time it can really build yeah. build you so much and efforts into like now getting into beast mode when you start doing your work because you're taking yeah. the time to actually yeah understand your emotions look into your emotions and pick yourself and like going into something have heartedly and without focus you understand that way you're, it's like a given room for mm. so many bumps in the road when you could have just stopped breathed yeah. and then kept on moving yeah. mm, I really yeah. appreciate that uh, let's talk about mm. alcohol yeah. partying all of those things do you think that you use those as coping mechanisms <laughs> uh sometimes not 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 as much but sometimes sometimes do you feel like yeah. if it wasn't for this anxiety you wouldn't be drinking alcohol hmm. i think so eh? because my my drinking actually started with me going out and i think if these one thing that probably few people in my circle are aware of is that I actually have a bit of social anxiety. Like me being around crowds and all actually doesn't make me feel settled, you know? I know it's hard to believe because you often see me clubbing or going out to events. You know? <laughs> it's also hard to believe, even besides but, yeah. you going out clubbing. Even just when we're chilling. Yeah. It's like, you know, the life of the party. The True. party. Not necessarily, not necessarily the life, but you are so bubbly. Uh-huh. It's like there's a difference between yeah. when chilling, just the two of us, and when you, there's a crowd. You become so happy. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Really? Wait, when do I become when do I become so when alive? It's like in, in groups when you're with your boys. Really? I think well, I think it with them is because I'm just so comfortable with like I said, it's it depends who I'm around and all those things. But sometimes I do zone out. You won't realize it, but yeah, I do zone out. Just trying to regather myself a bit and all but i'll i had i always have weird experiences when i'm when i'm out my drinking started with me having to calm down to to go with the flow and just blend in with the environment that i'm in because i i yeah the whole thing of going out and being in crowds and all wasn't i would say it wasn't for me at first yeah but the liquor always helps to me to, to calm down. Yeah, and just relax and feel settled in mm. my soul, you know? 
Yeah, but I don't know. I'm 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 someone who's not fascinated by alcohol as many people are, but I feel like it's necessary in my life <laughs> <laughs> for some of these reasons. Yes, because also rapid it, it well, this is off the topic, but it brings out some hidden confidence yeah. inside of me that I yeah, because like I said, self-esteem issues and all, but once I do drink, I I don't know. I, I just became this confident guy and I don't know where I get the confidence from, but I wish I could have it even. I wish sober me could be as confident as drunk me, but yeah. Do you think? I would say. Hey, I would say like it, it does help with coping sometimes. Sometimes when I'm having panic attacks and all towards whatever it is that will be happening that I'm quite stressed about, I just want to have a glass of liquor or I just want to go out and take a breather from whatever it is that is stressing me and just have some time with, have some good time with friends. And just relax, you know, it helps. I understand, I understand. Uh, do you do you when you when you look at the vision of yourself do you see yourself at some point in your life having that kind of confidence without the liquor or are we taking the liquor with us fam are we taking it all the way (laughs) 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 honestly I don't know like, I don't know. I'm actually, I ask myself if I'll ever be okay because it's not just the anxiety that the alcohol helps with, it's also episodes of depression that I deal with mm-hmm. constantly. So, uh, I, 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 in the near future, I would say uh, I'm gonna take. Their alcohol with me, but yeah. I, I really don't know. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, because at the moment, the moment, and I know it's gonna sound negative, but at the moment, I, I ask myself a lot if I, if I'll ever be okay, if I'll ever have that self belief that I used to have in myself, if I, if I'll ever have that confidence that I used to have, if I'll ever have that. Uh, that uh, self-esteem, high self-esteem that I used to have, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so let's just see. The hope is to be like, okay, but for now, there's a bit of doubt with that yeah. recovery. You know, one thing that I really do appreciate yeah. about you is your level of honesty and vulnerability because those are the most important things when it comes to personal development and also um, starting your healing process or your healing journey. You understand? Um, So just that makes you a step ahead. You know, it it gives the hope and the impression that you're going to be okay because people who are vocal are able to take things out of them. And it's very important to let things out of you. So at least, yeah. you know, 
they don't harbor and grow inside of you. So I'm, I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Then the yeah. last question. Let's talk about your healing process. I know you've started your healing process. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't want this to be the last question. This is the last but one question, right? Um, Thank you. Thank tell you. me about your, your experience currently with the healing process. Hmm. It's not as easy as it as I thought it would be. It's not as it, as easy as it as it mm. sounds. Like from the outside, it's 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 a it's a it's a sometimes it's a one step forward, two steps back kind of yeah. situation. Yeah, like you're always going to have your ups and downs and then life will happen and then you have your relapses and it feels like you're back to zero. Yeah. But uh, I I try, like one of the things that I usually do when I'm not feeling like myself or when I'm just not, when I'm feeling, you know, you're just sometimes feeling numb to everything you just feel disconnected to everything sometimes even like just anything you can be disconnected mm. from your school work friends just everything even the things you love you just don't even want to do them and which is something that happens to me a lot and uh a lot of times when i start to feel that way i yeah. go off social media yeah, that is usually the one thing that I do mostly. Really, I don't. When it comes to that, yeah. When it comes to that, I don't, I don't even hesitate. Like I just go off Facebook, go off WhatsApp, go off Instagram, which I've been off since mm-hmm. last year May. Yeah, and I haven't been on Instagram since last year May, and it does help to some extent. Just being away from the noises of society yeah. and all, you know. Uh, it's, it's, right now it's hard to, to, to be saying I can be able to do stuff that also help me here because my sport, Taekwondo, is one thing that I used to rely on to listen up, to just feel free to just feel alive. you know mm. weightless yeah from, from from all the from yeah from life yeah uh, <laughs> I wanted to use a specific <laughs> yeah. word but I forgot what it was but yeah it helps me to, yeah it helps me to deal with life yeah no right now it's 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 impossible to 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 use it as a coping mechanism because of these COVID restrictions and so forth. Like the last time I was, the last time I trained was last year, March, March around March 14th, somewhere there, exactly a year ago. So you can imagine how life has been without it. Do you prefer it with your sensei 
your teammates, or have you considered doing it alone at home? Mm, well, it's possible to do it alone, yeah. but uh, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It's not the same. Thing is, it's not like I was talking to anyone there. Yeah. You know, about my issues. It's just the atmosphere, the environment that just changed yeah. everything. That just changed my mood. It just made me feel feel less of a human as I usually do. It just made me feel. I feel so like, like anything is possible. Ish. You felt expanded. I don't know how to describe it. You mm-hmm. felt present. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. Like I'm myself and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm myself. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> that like that it the this term yeah, I'm myself, it may sound just like some easy term, but it goes deeper, like I can just be myself. You know, funny enough. I don't need, you, I don't feel there's me. a question I skipped. Yeah. Um and this question was do you think um having mm. mental health issues makes you lose touch with oneself? But the mm. particular reason why I didn't ask it is because um mental health is just basically how your emotional health, right? and how you approach your society on a day-to-day basis. So I didn't ask it because I think the the answer was quite, for me, for me, it was quite obvious that uh, you wouldn't feel so much like yourself because you have so much going on in your mind, you know. There's a lot going on within you. So the fact that you brought that up, I mean, I want you to understand that I really do understand what you mean when you say it, it's funny to use the term yeah. um, feeling more like yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what, mm. what, what, what healing process have you chosen for yourself? Is it counseling, coaching? What is it? Because you you just mentioned how the experience has been, but you didn't actually mention the the actual mechanism that you use. Yeah, the healing mechanism that you use. Uh, Oh, well, I used to be one of those who believed that uh, therapy ain't for men, you know? Yeah. Uh, last year I did go for therapy with a mm. very brilliant psychologist. Very brilliant psychologist whom I connected well with. Like I didn't. I've been to therapy before, at mm. least twice before her, and before her, it always felt like I'm with someone who is with with. With Baba and Baba before, it felt like mutating. Oh, oh, oh! Until like a textbook knowledge oh, on me, yes. you know, like yeah, yes, because I'm getting the time to to get to know me. Like it's an it's a matter of them listening to me 
for them to find the perfect response instead of listening to what me exactly to understand mm. where I'm coming from. Yeah, you know. But with her, it's all different. I unfortunately had to stop at some point because uh, I was not managing my time well with exam preparations and so forth. So, yeah, I had to stop around towards the end of December, beginning of November. No, towards the end of November. Towards the end of November. Yeah, and (laughs) I haven't went back there, although I feel the need to go back there, but for some reason I haven't been there since then. Yeah. But uh, I I, 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 I do feel the need for it. I just don't know what I'm waiting for. What... Yeah. If you were to look at another version of yourself, you know, uh, you look at yourself from outside, you view yourself in the third person, or okay. if you had somebody with the same situation, particularly a male, and they came to you with the same situation, yeah. you know, that you've been in. What would you be? What would your advice be to them? Well, first of all, I'd I'd, I'd try to reassure them that they are not going through whatever it is they're going through alone, because there are also so many people going through the same situations, just that many don't show that they are not okay and all. You've actually done a great job. Um, I really would like to thank you for your vulnerability today. Um, It takes so much to speak about your experience as an individual. It takes so much to to really put yourself yeah. out there. And I believe that there's so much more that can come out of this conversation. And there's so much more that can come out of this experience that you have been going through. And the fact that you are having yeah. this conversation is is a breakthrough for yourself and for many other males who are going to be listening to this podcast yeah yes, thank ma'am. you so much I for will. coming to the podcast Lithika. I'm very happy and I'm very honored to have had you here this was one of the most beautiful conversations that I've had <laughs> thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm well, have yourself a good evening yeah. bye same to you I think one of the most important things that I'm taking out from this interview is that we really need to allow people the opportunity to really speak about their feelings, not just women, but also men. We need to allow men the opportunity to fully express themselves without using whatever it is that they express against them. And also, I believe that it's very important as a male to make your mental health a priority. 
you know don't just rely on communicating with people your family your friends but also be active in making sure that your mental health is in shape you have a good mental health because it really goes a long way in terms of how you interact with people in terms of your productivity and one thing that i really would like to highlight is that it's important to really take breaks and recoup and just really get in realignment into alignment with yourself um i really do hope that you enjoyed this interview and it was profound for you as it was for me um please do follow me at the difference underscore bw and thank you so much for listening to this interview Thank you.